Hey team, it's Matt Rinkine here. And you might have heard, my brand new book releases on Amazon on March 8th. It's been a labor of love that I think can really help you navigate some of the challenges you're experiencing in your own life. I go over toxic positivity and how to think you're in it for everyone else. In reality, you're in it for yourself. And I express that through this entire book and help learn from our own mistakes and how to turn the lens on ourselves and ask good questions. So go to Amazon on March 8th and you can get the Kindle version for only 99 cents. Just search for the book title, The Eternal Optimist. It's never too late. And you can download it directly to your device. That's it for me. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Eternal Optimist podcast today. And it's a real pleasure and honor to introduce someone who was brought to me and referred to me by my dear friend, Kyle Reedstrom. And the man that I'm looking at right now on the camera, his name is Matt Plummer. And just watch out, we're gonna have an amazing episode today. Matt, welcome to the show. How are you today, my friend? Man, this is great. We can't screw each other's name up today. <laughs> yes, this is everyone. Awesome. That's right, because originally when I saw your name, I thought it was going to be Plumer. It's it's Plumber, Matt Plumber. Matt, you're in Las Vegas, and I want to dive straight in. We'll get to all of your business accomplishments and acumen, and it is a very distinguished long list of things you've done. Our listeners could Google you and follow you on social media and see all of that. Before we get to that, though, I want to dive straight into a hard-hitting question and, and let them see that it's not always just unicorns and rainbows and easy for people who are successful. We have to overcome stuff, too. And I'm curious, Matt, if you could start off and tell us what is something that has been incredibly challenging for you or difficult for you in your life that you've had to overcome? Well, you know, the thing that comes to mind most is in over the past Really, I mean, about a decade or so ago, I found myself really at my true first rock bottom, which was I was 300 pounds, alcoholic, addictive sports gambler, smoking two packs of cigarettes a day, married for 14 months, marriage on a brink of disaster. And what I didn't know at the time was that we were a half a million dollars in debt. Oh, oh my God, man. That's a lot to hear. Wow. Wow. So let's dive in. Holy goodness. Thank you for going there with us. So let's dive in. So is there a moment here you realize this or just take us back to where you just shared and bring us forward, please. So I love that you asked that because everybody wants to know how did you do it, right? How'd you lose 100 pounds or how did you become sober and this and that? But so many people don't want to go back to 2010, 2011, 2012. Like what was that moment? Because so many people are in that moment today. They're stuck. They're at a crossroads. They're in conflict. And man, every thing that I became was where I started. And that's from my parents. My mom and dad got divorced very early and I trended to my dad. My sister trended to my mom. And so I just did everything my dad did. Now, I thought I was doing the right thing because I was watching my dad and my male figure in my life. And I didn't realize that he was signing for everything, whether it was a $3 cheeseburger or a $35,000 combine. I didn't realize that's what I was watching. I didn't realize I was watching him gamble every Sunday when we went to the Colts games. I didn't realize that drinking at 11 o'clock because you've been up since four and you're on the tractor and it's, and it's half day break, that that was not normal. As I became older and went off to college and borrowed money to go to college and, you know, and did all this stuff, I was like, well, my dad drank at 11. I'll just drink at 12. This is normal. 
hey, he signed at the bar. I'll sign at the bar. He signed at the country club. I'll just put this on a credit card and I'll sign. I saw my dad do it. He's killing life. I'll just do it. And that cycle stayed with me all the way through. I mean, I fought weight my whole life. I fought being an addict my whole life. But as I got into the real world, I was around guys that were making millions of dollars a year in the golf business. Or they weren't in the golf business. I was in the golf business. But they were members of country clubs. I wanted to be them. I wanted their lifestyle. Now, as I started making money, I just became a bigger addict. And that just kept compounding with the more money I made. I drank more. I gambled more. I smoked more. I ate more. And that all came to a head in 2012, just after my wife and I had gotten married. And yeah, it was actually here in Vegas. <laughs> we didn't live here. We lived in Washington, D.C., but we were out here and I came out here with intention to not sleep and eat and drink and gamble as much as I could in a very short period of time. And I accomplished that mission. When we got home, I realized that there was some issues. We went into marriage counseling and I was asked the most important question that I've ever been asked in my entire life. Can you stop drinking for 90 days? Wow. I had never been asked that. And up until that point, that was the most important question that anyone had ever asked me. And I said, I think I can. I don't necessarily want to. However, I don't think that my relationship with Melinda, because she was sitting on the other side of the couch, I don't think that would change how she behaves towards me. Okay. okay. Because I was in that victim mentality, Matt, that I thought I drank because of the way that our relationship was. I ate because of this and I gambled because of this. But I didn't ever look in the, you know, the world's greatest accountability tool, which is a mirror. And I didn't look and say, bro, this has nothing to do with the woman that loves you. This has everything to do with who you are. I said, I don't know. He said, well, here's what I do know. I've had you on my couch for 20 years. You've got 12 months. You're going to be dead, divorced, and jail or broke. You got 12 months. Wow. And of course, you know, my ego sat up. And then I was like, man, I can't get comfortable on this couch. This couch is small. And I was like, no, dude, you're just too big. <sighs> Are you even aware at this moment? Your ego is up. You've been asked these hard questions. Yeah. Are you defensive? Are you? open and curious to it yet? Or what's well, happening no, in that moment? I mean, I'm full defense. Like, I mean, okay. I've got full court, you know, Nolan Richardson, you know, <laughs> 40 minutes of hell, full court press. After every made basket, we're pressing, right? And then afterwards, I'm like, you know what? I don't want to stop drinking. I don't want to stop gambling. I like smoking cigarettes for some odd reason. But you know what? I don't fit on this couch. I'm wearing a double extra large 42 size golf pants. And I'm like, I don't fit on a couch. And so I start thinking about this process. And I'm like, yeah, man, I was in outside sales. So every time I went into you and your wife's house to give you an estimate or a bid, I would look for the chair that didn't have any arms ah. because I didn't fit. It made me uncomfortable. And so I said, you know what? Let's tap everything off to the side. We can't kill all these demons in one shot, but I can control what I put in my mouth. I can get up off the couch. And I had lost weight before, man. I have lost and gained thousands of pounds in 45 years. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Like, I am a professional weight loss and weight gainer. It's just what happens, right? Well, there's three things I've been really good at doing. One is gaining and losing weight. Two is figuring out how to buy timeshares. And three is I now know how to handle money, right? Mm. I can walk people through the process of becoming and creating stress-free wealth because of those two things that I joke that I'm very good at that affected us. 
Through that journey, man, I started with weight loss in 2012. I was committed to with five other guys. It was actually kind of a weight loss bet. Okay. A bet. That started it. Okay. It okay. was, yeah, it was a bet between five of us that said, hey, if you don't hit your target number at the end of March, March 31st, you're going to owe 250 to the pot. Wow. Okay, so this is 2012 on the couch. You have the conversation. This is 2012, dude. I did not have $250. Oh, okay. I'm betting and I'm gambling. Our lifestyle had met and exceeded our income. We're buying things on debt because we can afford the payment. And like 250, I couldn't go to the ATM and just get $250. Now I had two grand in my golf bag to pay or collect from the bookie every week because I could afford a line of credit with him. But ripping off 250 to pay somebody, that was hard. And I had to do it. And it ticked me off. And I went on a journey of losing weight that's, I mean, I lost 108 pounds in 11 months. In 11 months after the yeah. 11 months after that conversation on the couch? Is that when it started? Yeah, I love that. yeah, that started it. So, wow. so that mid, mid-March 2012. And then along that journey, man, I became aware. There's three steps to a transformation. Awareness. Awareness is step one in any transformation. Once I became aware of the weight that I just had to make a change, the next step is the decision. Mm. And decide, I think it's is Latin for like cut out, eliminate, right? Mm. Might okay. be Spanish. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Math okay. was my subject. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. But we yes. decide, we, we cut out and we eliminate the option of going back. Okay. What are you cutting out? So I cut out, like I made a decision to lose weight. That was my decision that said, hey, every time I'm faced with the decision of eating food or exercise, I'm just going to keep making right-hand turns, which is, hey, I'm going to eat this versus that. I'm going to drink this versus that. I'm going to get up off the couch and walk around the block versus that. And I just kept making right-hand turns. When you get to that fork in the road... I just kept making the better decision to help me lose weight. What in this process, if you're looking at eating what you were eating versus what you're now deciding to eat this versus that, what was the shift? If you could give one detail about the granular there. I drank a protein shake instead of going to McDonald's. Got it. Okay. I didn't care what was in the protein shake. I didn't care the contents. I didn't care what it tasted like. It was $2 or $4 versus $6. And it was 200 calories versus 1,500. Mm, I didn't care. Like, I didn't care what store it came from. That was where I started. And then I started P90X. Well before the internet and social media and network marketing and weight loss and transformation and that kind of stuff. Well before that. I had a friend doing it with me. Day one, day two, day three, day eight, day 12. However, I was still in counseling. And every day, my counselor was asking me, he goes, how many days sober are you? And I would say three. And then the next week, I would say two. And it would be like, wait a minute, why isn't it 10? Yeah, yeah. You're on this. And then, yeah. But I could say, hey, I worked out 14 straight days. Oh, okay. So of all the kind of initiatives we're in right here, you're not perfect in all of them. You're not batting a thousand and you are making some progress. Yeah. So, so we go thanks. back to our old buddy, right. our other mutual friend, Jeff, talking about his previous life of the one thing and building multiple habits at one time. You can't do it. But I could lose weight over and over and over and over. I was not drinking every day until I had that moment, that next moment of awareness, Matt, that I was ticked off from losing days of sobriety, from wasting days and wasting that chain because I was getting the good dopamine from seeing the scale go down 
293, 289, 287, 284, 276. But I was also showing up to my counselor and to my wife that was like, hey, day one, then I'm three days sober, then I'm one day sober, then I'm two days sober. And then I had my moment driving home from Washington, D.C. It was a Saturday afternoon. I'll never forget it. Driving down 66 back home. I had two drinks and I think I just threw away like eight days of sobriety. I had two drinks and I said never again. And I haven't drank since. Wow. Wow. And that was that was May 19, 2012. Wow. So that was it. That was the turning point. At that moment, you'd had enough. May 19th. That was it. I was 34. And this part, I don't share this enough, but this is so powerful to look back. 34 years, I got to where I was. 300 pounds, alcoholic, addicted sports gambler, smoked two packs of cigarettes a day, half a million dollars in debt. Made a decision. Let's call it, I don't know what the day was. Let's call it March 15th to lose weight. And in those 60 days, I lose 15 pounds and I'm able to make a decision to not drink again. 10 days later, I go four and 27 because now I'm freaking bored. It's Memorial Day weekend. I can't eat the burgers and the dogs. I'm not drinking. And I'm like, what else am I going to do? Oh, well, let's just go smoke a bunch of cigarettes and bet on 45 baseball games over the weekend. I go four and 41, lose thousands of dollars. It only took 10 days to stop gambling. Wow. So 34 years to make a decision to change the way I look. 60 days to never drink again, 10 days to quit gambling. Wow. That is rapid progress. Once the first domino fell, as Jeff would say, that the rest of them just started to tumble, man. It was game over. Wow. That's how I got there. That's where I was. Now, the next 11 years have been, it's like those 90 days were impossible, but I'm still here. I still got all 10 fingers. I still got two years, most of my toes. And so <laughs> over the next 11, it's just been that mindset of, be sober today. Don't drink today. Make a decision that's going to lead you towards your goal. It's not perfect. I live in Las Vegas. In and out is amazing. Yes, it sure is. Right? <laughs> However, oh, yeah. in and out with no buns and no fries and no milkshake is keto. We're not putting any carbs, any sugar, any of that stuff. So it's like, hey, you just start making these different decisions. Now I live in Las Vegas and I can go to any casino. I can go to any restaurant in the casino. I can sit down with anybody who's any amount of money in a casino or at dinner, and I have zero desire to drink, gamble, smoke, whatever, and we're going to sit down, we're going to have a nice steak, we're going to have an amazing dinner. Mm. 11 years later. Why is that something that is still so important to you now? Because it seems like could, I could have one tiny drink. I could gamble once with a friend. Why cut it all out? There is a lot of things. One, it's integrity. Like I made a commitment that I'm just going to be sober because I know that if I go have a couple of drinks, I'm probably not going to just keep drinking, but I know it will affect the number one relationship that I have forever. And that's my wife. Yes. Could I go and take $500, throw it on a blackjack table, have fun and, you know, go to dinner and it probably not affect me? Yes. But there's going to be something back here in my head that says you won. And then the next time I go to the strip, it'll be this. And the next time I go to the strip, it'll be that. Because I've opened the floodgates. And you just can't do it. Because you don't know Melinda yet. <laughs> and you don't know, like, all of I mean, you can imagine what she's gone through. We started dating in 1998. It's 2000. I mean, we're quarter century. All of the things that she endured 
and looked the other way or didn't say or, 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 or. There are no more chances. I mean, there's forgiveness, but it's crystal clear that when, hey, we're moving from Reston, Virginia to Las Vegas, we're doing this, we're building this house, we're building this pool, where you're going to play golf and all this stuff. You do either of these one time, we're done. It's over. We're either going to figure it out or we're moving back to middle of nowhere to where none of this exists. And the other thing, Matt, that I've just kind of come to acknowledge is like today in 2023, all the stuff's on our phone anyhow. In 2012, I had to call 14 numbers, like two different countries to place a bet on the Cubs. Today, I just open this up, go doop, 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 done. It's just different now. You know, there's, I got too many good things going. Too many people look up to me to stay sober. Yes, sir. Absolutely. The thousands of people that I've impacted that I don't even know exist or the tens of thousands of people that have done a budget in the last decade because I've talked about it for seven years on social media that I don't even know exist. I'm letting all those people down, man. Yeah. It's just not worth it. I honor and applaud and appreciate you for being able to share this story. And I want to go back for a minute and just make one little reference. I appreciated your full court press, Nolan Richardson. For those of you out there, who the heck's Nolan Richardson? A sports nerd here is thinking, yeah, that's Arkansas Razorback head coach back in the day. They had Corliss Williamson and we're trying to win national championship. They think they got one back in the day. So that was part of that. And then the second thing, you started to talk about you and Melinda started dating in 98. Can you give us just a brief snapshot? How did you guys meet? What was that first chance meeting like in the origin story? We met in college, a Methodist college in Fayetteville, North Carolina, which was essentially her hometown. I had went there. I didn't know anything about North Carolina. I just went to the school because of the golf program that I was a part of. So we met my junior, her sophomore year. We were in, in classes together, which means she's really smart and I was a little slow. And um, <laughs> yeah, I hit it off and she was friends with my roommate and he messaged her on AOL Instant Messenger. Um <laughs> And uh, I don't remember what her handle was or my handle or our messenger handle back then. But we were like, hey, we just started having conversations. And man, 25 years later. Before we get to the business, because I really want to talk about how you're serving people. I want to go one last thought. We talked about rock bottom on the couch and having that discussion, getting to that point where you got to the couch, the two of you are there having a discussion. How did that actually happen? How did you guys get to that conversation? Because that had to be incredibly difficult just to get there. Yeah, I don't want to say our marriage and engagement and relationship was toxic, but there was always, I wouldn't say it's conflict. There was always something there. There was just animosity. And a lot of it, Melinda, would she'd be able to pull it up like, oh, it's right here on my shirt. This is why we were on the couch. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. But I mean, you know, I think it was just an accumulation of a lot of decisions, which is how you get to awareness, right? When you have that moment of awareness, you're like, Hey, I'm here because of all of the things I've done in the last 15, 20, 25 years. Then you have that moment of decision and there was anger. There was anger issues because, I mean, dude, I was an alcoholic and I didn't take responsibility for my actions. I thought it was everybody else's fault. I thought it was normal. There was some anger. There was some conflict, very short tempered, not necessarily because of her, but because of who I was. And that's how we ended up getting there was that this isn't normal. It's not normal for someone to wake up a husband or an engaged partner, fiance, to wake up, go to work, after work, while you're at work, gamble on sports, go to the bar on the way home, stop at the bar for three hours, go to three different bars, and then stop through drive through and go home at 10 o'clock at night, seven days a week. 
That's just not normal. And if that's you that's listening to that, it's not me judging you. It's just saying, hey, reach out because that is not normal. There's something there that is blocking you or making you do that, that we can address that versus the thing. And generally the thing will go away. It's how I stopped smoking cigarettes was like I identified one, why am I smoking? Two, what am I doing right before I start smoking? So I fixed the thing that what I was doing right before I stopped smoking. And then I'm like, oh, okay, well, this makes sense. I just don't smoke anymore. I love that you're sharing that because when I was in business in my early single days, I did the same thing. I smoked when I was drinking on the weekends on a Friday, Saturday night. Once I met Julie, I stopped smoking because we literally stopped doing some of those things I did when I was single. We didn't go out and binge drink on a Friday and Saturday night anymore. So I eliminated the bar and the smoking followed. It hasn't been since. So I thank you for sharing that and everything you've shared so far. And I'd love to now, Matt, segue into how you serve people. You are a high-level financial coach and consultant for real estate agents, entrepreneurs, for couples. I'd love to dive into that and just share a little bit about what you do there and why that is what you chose to do with your career. Well, throughout this, becoming sober, gambling, smoking, I found entrepreneurship in 2012 uh, because I was bored. When you are an addict of several things, and you stop in a very short period of time, which I did. I mean, less than 90 days, all the stuff is gone and it has never come back. Then you go another 90 days, you keep losing weight. I'm like, what do I do with my life between four and 12? I'm bored. I was completely bored. I had enough emotional intelligence to look forward and say, hey, what's coming up? And I'm staring September, October, November, December, dead in the face, which is you know, college football, NFL, NBA, all the stuff, right? Because now I'm in the summer and I could be like, I could care less about baseball. But you get Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, football, game on. I don't have enough armor to fight that. So I needed to find something, which was entrepreneurship. Uh, It was at the time I was like, hey, I need to lose weight. It was network marketing. I could help people lose weight. I could lose weight. And there was a business model behind it. And I'm like, game on. So that ran its course for four years. I was the face of the company. I had lost 100 pounds. My wife got into fitness and and bodybuilding and bikini modeling and stuff like that. So we were the face of the challenge, that business model, which led me to more people, new relationships, which led me to real estate. Because part of this journey, Matt, was we had to go through all of that mess to realize that we were a half a million dollars in debt. We went through two rock bottom moments of taking a 401k loan out two separate times because we didn't have enough money to last 90 days. We didn't know how to handle money. We were never taught how to handle money. Remember, I saw my dad for 20 years sign stuff. We got exposed to a friend of mine, a mentor, who has walked with me for several years in my faith walk, as well as husband being a man, and also our financial walk, Jim Pachurki. Shout out Jimbo. He introduced us to Dave Ramsey. He introduced us to financial peace. And he was like, dude, I just need you to do this. I can't help you if you don't do this. We didn't go through AA, but this is your AA. This is your 90 and 90. Go through FPU and then let's talk once a week after the meeting. And so we did. And I saw it the day one. I said this on the Ramsey show when we did our debt-free screen. I said, I saw Financial Peace University and it was the exact same way. Going through the baby steps of paying off mountains of debt was how I lost 100 pounds, which was not 100 pounds, which was 10 pounds, 10 times. Yes, Yes. So we had all of this debt. We had all these payments. I'm like, we can't handle this. I can't sell cars, sell timeshares, sell the house like that. But I can figure out how to save $300 a month, go make some more money, and then pay off 1000 or 2000 or $3,000 a month. Awesome. 
awesome. over and over and over. And then that just snowballed, got into real estate. And then I had probably one of the biggest conversations of my life, which I just had my first real estate transaction. I'm selling real estate in Northern Virginia. I'm like, hey, I'm a real estate agent. And I sat down and I was going to make a $10,000 commission. I had it all mapped out because again, we're almost debt-free. We're four years into this journey. And I sit down and I'm having lunch with real estate agents in our brokerage. And I said, hey, this is what I'm going to do with all the money that I'm going to make. They looked at me like I had 12 heads. Wow. What'd you say? I said, hey, I'm going to pay myself this. I'm going to save this for my taxes and I'm going to go hire. I'm going to take the rest of it. I'm going to go hire a coach. And they're like, huh? And I was like, well, what would you do with it? And they said, well, we pay last year's taxes and next month's car note. And I said, I have just found the new person I'm going to serve and is not a buyer or a seller. Wow. That was in 2017. I learned the industry. I got around new people. I hired coaches. Proximity was everything through me on this journey. I found someone who is one of my best friends and my mentor. I have two or three very close best friends. The thing that they challenged me on that I was always playing at my level. I was always playing at the level. I wasn't playing at my level, my potential. And they encouraged me to just keep leaning into these conversations with agents around finances. One thing led to another. I grew up enough to say that I was a coach and I was here to help agents. And three months later, somebody raised their hand and said, hey, I'm struggling with alcohol. I'm struggling with drugs. And my wife doesn't know about this or that. I need help. Wow. And four years later, here we are, you know, half a dozen events and hundreds of coaching clients and thousands of conversations later. Yes. Sitting in a different house in a different location than we were four years ago because we set a plan to go build something that was not location independent, that was location independent. So we could make a move to get away from the things that were causing us stress. And now we have stress-free wealth for real estate agents, entrepreneurs, and couples. What an amazing comeback story from the rock bottom to continuously growing and building. I appreciate that you shared that so much. And there's a couple Thank couple you. things that piqued my curiosity, Matt. One of them, you said that when you did the Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University, you eventually got to the show. What was that like being on the show and being able to, what is it, ring the bell? Is that what they do? It's been a while. Yeah, you do your debt-free screen. Like you want to get inspired and just be told that everything that you believe about money is just false. Go binge listen, not the show, but the debt-free screams. Mm. Because those are real people like you and I with real spouses and real kids with real problems. And it's not anybody that has any ulterior motive to sell you anything, period. Go listen to our debt-free scream in 2017. I was awestruck. My dad passed away in 2014, in the spring of 2014, our journey. We had just started this. And so I didn't know, I mean, I barely knew of Dave Ramsey. And so it was all, there was no video. It was all on the, it was all podcast. I had that father figure speaking to me two to three hours a day. The event I went to, I met him. He came to Northern Virginia, like I'm there. It was one of the, like the national prayer breakfast or whatever. He was one of the keynote speakers. I applied to work at Ramsey Solutions a couple of times or the Lampo Group, whatever it was called back then. But I mean, getting to do that show, that was like... Super Bowl because we had done it and we got to go to Nashville and see him and see Chris, Chris Brown. That was the host on the show at the time. And Chris and I had had some conversations on Instagram about our faith wall because Financial Peace University, the most important part of all of this, Matt, the most important was Financial Peace University was my gateway into 
church, which the concept of tithing was, I was never taught tithing and giving. As we're going through this budget, you know, hey, $10,000, okay, we can make $10,000 work. And then it got down here and we're like, we don't have any money to give. I hear you, Dave, but like, we don't have any money. Or I hear you, the Bible and the pastor, I don't have any money. As we kept leaning into that, we started our spiritual transformation to where when we went into church, like, I don't have anything. I got 25 bucks. I'll write the check. I'll drop the 20 in the till. But as I started learning and realized that my budget was upside down and that you give off the 10,000, not the what's left, that changed everything for us. And it allowed us to, you know, come forth and accept Jesus in 2015, Melinda the next year, baptized, and now it's what we do. So it's been my favorite transformation of all this is our our spiritual and our giving transformation over the past half decade. Thank you for sharing that, down that different path there to share your spiritual transformation. That was a nugget of gold. Amazing to hear that. Yeah, it's untold. My coaching clients hear it, but a lot of like the internet doesn't hear it. I haven't, I mean, for whatever reason, it just hasn't been a clip that we've clipped until now. So I need you to clip that clip to share on the gram and, yes. and Instagram to share that version of that story. I am marking the clip right now so that I can share with my producers so they can clip it. Cause when it comes to tech stuff, I don't know how to clip. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah. We got that covered. So over the past few years, it's just been really good setting down and having a plan and working towards the goal of finding our freedom to help other people with their freedom. And there's so much bondage around that, of meeting Dave, meeting your hero. I had a coaching client tell me this morning, I was on the way to the gym, we had a quick seven minute coaching call. And she was like, I'm so thankful that I met you and you've opened me up to other opportunities and other ways of thinking. And that was the exact same way that I felt to Dave four or five years ago, six years ago when we did a debt free screen. Forever grateful for him doing Financial Peace University 25 years ago and never stopping saying the exact same thing for nearly over a quarter of a century. And so if I can hope to be that person to just be consistent over a quarter of a century and just have conversation with people, like Dave doesn't try to sell anything on the air. And that was what I really gathered when I got an inside look of Ramsey Solutions. And I've been to the headquarters a couple of times. If you just serve the person in front of you without an agenda, it's over. It's just a math equation until you win. Love it. Love it. You mentioned something a few minutes ago that your coach had worked with you on, something around you weren't playing at the level. Can you talk for a minute about what you meant by the level and your potential and what that means to you? Well, I don't think any of us are playing at our full potential. I mean, if there's anybody that's very few that are just playing at the full potential of what you're capable of doing. And I just think we hold ourselves back, especially now with distractions and dopamine and all of the things that are just holding us back. A lot of that's in our internal thoughts. It's not necessarily all external. A lot of that's internal. However, because most of us just don't know what we want when we want it. And that was something I wrote in my ebook as one of the five financial mistakes that agents make. And when I say agents, enter you, entrepreneurs, couples, singles. The number one financial mistake that people make is they don't know what they want when they want it. And because they don't know what they want, and because of that, then it just causes them their next reactions to just go sell another house or go write another book or go do another version of a podcast because the one you're doing isn't work or, or, or. And it's just more, more, and more. And it's like, it's not. If we just identify what we want and when we want it, like, hey, I want this net worth with this passive income 
with this relationship with my spouse. I want to look like this. I want to feel like this. I want to play this many rounds of golf. How much does that cost and when do I want it? Now we can anchor it because we're not looking through the lens of today. And I mean, if you look through the lens of today, Matt, with all the things that you have going on, news, social, political, kids, wife, business, weather, blah, blah, blah. How far down the line of time can you actually see? Yeah. Great question. Right? Yeah. It, It gets skewed. So we have to go all the way out to someday, 2027, 2030, 50, 60, 70 years old, whatever that is, turn around, look back, connect the dots and go to that place where I want to be 190 pounds pain-free. I want to play 100 rounds of golf. I want to have first-class travel, sit in the front of the plane. Like, man, there is nothing better when you get on a plane and you turn left versus turn right. It's just different sitting at the nose of the plane. It's different being in a hotel room facing the pool versus facing the ocean. Write that down. When do you want that? When do you want to have the person book all of that stuff for you and you just show up with luggage? Or better yet, you just show up. The luggage is already there because you just went on Amazon and said, hey, I want this, 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 and this, and I want it delivered to this resort on Tuesday because I'm showing up on Wednesday. Beautiful. And then you get on a plane with a golf shirt, a flip-flops, and this. Yes. Period. (laughs) Right? And a book. Shout out, by the way, quick shout out. The best book I'm reading right now is Dan Martell, Buy Your Time Back. This thing is legit. Writing down and knowing what you want when you want it will be that lead domino that'll allow you to go figure out what your next right thing right is. Yes. Yes. Hey, in 10 years, I never want to take another listing. Okay, cool. How much money do you need in the bank? How many rental properties do you need? How much passive income do you need to have in? How many agents do you need in your organization? Real estate agents speak there, right? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. What's that number? Great. That's your target. It's not the 190 and $10 million net worth. It's, hey, I need a thousand agents. Or, hey, I need to go sell 147 houses at this price, at this commission rate, over this amount of time. And if I do that, and then I go through the other financial mistakes, budget, get out of debt, path of money. Every time 300 grand comes in, this is what I do with 300 grand. And I live on this and I take this extra money and go buy the thing or go invest in the thing that's going to get me what I want. Now, dude, it's just a math equation because it all comes down to 20 conversations a day, not a $10 million net worth because that's too big. But I can open up my phone and call 20 people a day. I love the way you broke it down into something that is uh, clear, measurable, daily, in this case, and I also highly recommend that book. I'm curious. Man, it's so good. I know, man. I heard about him on Hal's podcast back in February, so I got it, and it's been like a major learning lesson. That was the book of Q2 for me of this year. So I'm about a quarter behind in learning from that, and I'm in that drip method and starting to uh, get even better at automating things and delegating things off the plate. So it's a great, great book. Highly recommend it, too. It's so good. Can you... Share with us, because I've looked at the clock. We've got a little bit of time to go. Can you share with us, how do we find out more? And what's an offer for our listeners? I know you mentioned something that our listeners can get. What is it we can get? And how can we find out more about you, Matt? Well, the get is very easy. It's the number five financialmistakes.com. It's the ebook that I wrote. It's geared towards real estate agents because I wrote it three or four years ago. 
it does need to be updated. There are a few things in there that I want to change. However, it's going to give you just some a blueprint framework to work through. It's $0. It's 100% free. It's all of 22 pages. You can read it sitting on the couch watching British Open highlights. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. we're recording this, and right. the British Open's happening right now in, yeah, uh, in July 2023. It's over now. Yes, it's, it's 12 o'clock. The Open Championship's been over for three hours now. Living in the Pacific time zone, like the golf started <laughs> at midnight last night. So I won't watch much of the uh, of the Open until this weekend. So that's number one. That's the easiest. Then once you download it, you'll have the opportunity to join my Facebook group, which is called Budget Hacking. The new one will be called Stress-Free Wealth Hacking. So if you hear this and it's not budget hacking, it's the same place. So Stress-Free Wealth Hacking. But then on social, man, like that's the easiest place. Facebook and Instagram are where I hang out the most. It's Coach Matt Plummer, P-L-U-M-E-R, 1-M, no B. On Instagram, on Facebook, it's just my name. And that's where I put out all of the daily content on the things that I have conversations for to give you a little insight on podcasts like this, on coaching calls, on just some thoughts if I'm on a walk. One of my big goals every day is, or one of my little goals that's a that's a staple is to get at least 6,000 steps in a day. Ultimately, I wanna be 10, but when you wake up and it's 92 degrees, it doesn't ever get to less than 100 until the next day at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and we're gonna call it at 6,000 steps a day. Um, Right. But yeah, so I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of thinking time in those moments. And I put it out on social, whether it's on copy, on text, video, or emails that I send out. That's the best way. And the invitation is for you to simply be vulnerable and open-minded enough to grow your wealth. And if you're a real estate agent, you're selling 12 plus houses a year, and especially in this environment, and you're doing five to $6 million worth of real estate a year, we should have a conversation. That is enough real estate to go get what you want, hands down. If you're an entrepreneur, I'm a profit first certified professional. So I can walk you through setting up your business to increase your profitability, to eliminate that cash eating monster. We can set it up through being as a profit first professional. And if you're a couple and we'll call it not necessarily high net worth or high income, but I mean, for most people that are in my world, I mean, you guys are making a probably combined a quarter of a million dollars or more. I have in-person events. I have coaching. Even if you're not making that amount of money, we still have a conversation. And if I'm not the right fit for you, I'll find the right fit for you. Because Dave Ramsey is the GOAT when it comes to personal finance. And if I can be Dave Ramsey for real estate agents and entrepreneurs, sign me up. Absolutely. I appreciate and just want to honor you again for everything you've shared. You've been very transparent and like an open book. And Someone once said to me, if you're going to hire a coach, ask them, are they someone who has done what they are attempting to coach you to do? And you have shared and laid everything bare in front of us. Yes, you have started from 300 pounds, dropped 108. Alcoholic, haven't had drinks since May 19th, 11 years ago. Marriage was on the rocks. Now it's stronger than ever. Spiritual journey, 2015, 2016. Half a million dollars in debt, debt-free. Sports gambling, haven't gambled in years. Matt has lived everything that he will coach you to do. And I can attest firsthand, I have been following him on Instagram, and it's fun, and it's also serious with these thoughts. Check out Matt Plummer, Coach Matt Plummer on Instagram and his Facebook groups. He's amazing. 
Matt, thank you for everything. You've reached the ding, 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 the lightning round. You've already answered one of the questions in the lightning round already, by the way. I like to ask what's a book or two that have been inspirational to you. So you did mention one. Is there another book that's been inspirational for you? Well, I'm going to give you a few. Buy Back Your Time, obviously, that's the hot book right now. Dan has absolutely smashed it. If we look at the three that have been, there's actually four that have really been pivotal in my life. Number one, Dave's book, The Total Money Makeover. Hands down, you got to read it. I don't care if you agree or disagree with anything he says. That book followed step by step will give you a path to your stress-free wealth. Profit first. Every business owner on the planet has to read that book. Has to. It is required reading. Number three, the goat of all business books, the one thing. It's the best. And then a book that definitely has a lot of things woven through it. And I love how he speaks so highly to the right things and weaves Jesus through is Mark Batterson's book, Win the Day. It's gold. And anything that Mark writes is absolutely a treasure. Whether you believe in Jesus, if you don't believe in him or you love him, you're going to enjoy Mark's writing and his storytelling. It's incredible. Man, that's awesome. You just named some of my favorite books, including the one thing and a friend and client of mine who is a high-level financial advisor gave me one of Batterson's books five years ago, the one uh, in a pit with a lion on a snowy day. You know, oh, and I love that. So it's such a good book, man. And so good. my wife and I did Financial Peace University. We got married almost 10 years ago. We did it in our first year of marriage, and it's been just such a game changer. I'm so glad that you can attest to all these things. You coach people to it. This is what people need. There are people listening to this right now who are on the bench that haven't made that leap yet. Matt is the person you've got to reach out to. Okay, before I go off on a rant, let's go to music. Is there a song or a genre of music that really inspires you or kind of puts you in the Matt Plummer zone? Well, what I listen to the most is definitely country music. I listen to that the most. If anyone comes to my house and says, we don't, we've had enough Kenny Chesney, they can go right back to wherever they came from. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, but I tell you, if I look back and like, what's the song I mean, I think one of the greatest songs of all time is Eminem, Lose Yourself. I just think that that's the song if you ever need to get hyped up. I was in a company, the network marketing company I was a part of is Vaisalis, the Body by Vi 90 Day Challenge. And one of the co-founders is Ryan Blair, who has another great book called Rock Bottom, Nothing to Lose, Everything to Gain, and then Rock Bottom to Rockstar. But every time that Ryan came out and spoke... Lose Yourself was his like come out theme song. Ryan had just this charisma about him. And I was like, you know what? That's going to be my song. So Lose Yourself by Eminem and anything with Kenny. Awesome. Last question, Matt. The name of our podcast is the Eternal Optimist Podcast. And when you hear the words Eternal Optimist, what might that mean to you, Matt? It's okay to be where you are. It's not okay to stay there. Awesome. What a you unique, know, if, awesome answer. If a farm boy from Indiana can go to college... 600 miles away, meet his wife, move to the most expensive city on the planet in Northern Virginia, figure out and stumble through life for 20 years, figure it out, overcome all the things that you just heard about and move to their dream house in Las Vegas, Nevada. You got this. You just gotta line up the right dominoes. Awesome. I mean, you gotta have the right people. Line up the dominoes and have the right people in proximity that care about you, that are the right people to call you on your stuff. And if you need a person to call you on your stuff, hire the person. That's right. Thank you for that last nugget, my friend. I appreciate you very much. And it's been a real pleasure. Thank you.